The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The Summit Lighthouse brings you practical spiritual answers and is the open door to sacred mysteries. These teachings, delivered by Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet, are compelling, thought-provoking, and timeless. Here are your hosts, Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy. And hello, seekers. Welcome, mystics, and good day to you keepers of the flame, both present and future. You have tuned to the open door. This is the online voice of the Summit Lighthouse, where we publish and practice the teachings of the Ascended Masters and where we invite you to awaken to the light within. I'm Tom Schumacher. And I'm Terry Kennedy. I'm still Sid Bennett. (laughs) You certainly are. (laughs) And, you know, in the spirit of being window panes for God's word, one of the words that we hear a lot and we want to share a lot is angels. So what we're going to do is today and for the next several weeks, we're going to be focusing on angels, archangels, everything angels. So we hope that you will uh, tune in and make this a, a practice because every week we're going to be coming to you with new information about the archangels and their divine compliments, what they do, how they help us, et cetera, et cetera. So, basic questions. What are angels? Indeed. Why were they made? Where do they come from? What do they do? Yeah. So, yeah. listen. And, and, and it's one of the favorite topics uh, as far as people oh, wanting gosh. to listen to and download our, our programs. Uh, over the years, isn't it, Tom? Absolutely. It's yeah. one of the, the most popular perennially. Well, I think, too, everyone knows angels because virtually every major religion of the world talks about angels. Mm-hmm. And uh, some of them much more extensively even than the Christian religion. But angels were created by God, mm-hmm. obviously, like yeah. all of us. But they were they preceded us, which is interesting. Yes. And <laughs> they were created as the messengers of God, as the, the spirits of God, the angles of God, so to speak, which is an interesting way to look at it, yeah. to go forth and fulfill God's purposes. And I think what is so interesting you know, about the creation of angels is the understanding that God creates uh, beings to help him. Okay. Why does God need angels? Why can't he do it himself? He's all powerful, right? <laughs> right. But this is not the way God works. And so he needs messengers and servants just like he needs us to be of service to him and to to the light. And so angels were created first. And of course, we all know because they were created first, that led to what, Tom? The rebellion. The rebellion. <laughs> I got to bow down to that guy. <laughs> yeah. Those little puny humans. Like- yeah. They look at look at who I am. This is what Lucifer said. <laughs> look at the light that I carry closest to God, and you want me to bow before the light within <laughs> them. Isn't that? And something? of course, that was the cause of the fall of the angels. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, you bring up a very good point here, which is going to be central to this entire series, and that is that angels were created <clears throat> to minister to us, and to help us realize our divine potential. Right. And I think this is something that in terms of, you know, we've spoken of hierarchy before. Angels have a very distinct and very important place in hierarchy. And and I think it's important to note here that not only are there fallen angels that have embodied on this planet because they've been kicked out of heaven, 
but the angel is still loyal to God in body. In fact, I remember one time Mrs. Prophet was looking out at the audience, and there must have been five or 600 people there, and she said, you know, about a third of you are embodied angels. Oh, my gosh. Oh, wow. So there's yeah. a lot of embodied angels on this planet who have forgotten who they are. Yeah. And so it's very important because they come forth. What happens is the angels volunteer to take embodiment because they love people so much and they want to serve them in the physical. And what happens is many of them do do that, in fact, but many forget who they are and they start yeah. to make karma and so they must re-embody again. You know, in the course of today's show, we're going to be playing a couple of excerpts from a lecture about how to work with angels, how to contact angels um, by Mrs. Prophet. And at the very end of the second segment, and I'm teasing this a little bit now, she talks about how we may be entertaining angels unaware. And I think it's really an interesting component here. These are angels who are here purposely, consciously to work with us. These are not the ones we're talking about in this moment who are the the good angels who have embodied, like we may well be, that you listening, you may well be an embodied angel too. We're talking about those who are here with a purpose. So we'll get to that later on, but I just thought I would mention it now. Oh, in other words, they come. They don't come to uh, assist necessarily anyone or a group of people. They come with a very specific mission. That's their assignment, right? Well, and they may come to serve us too. I mean, they, okay. they, they're there to do that. But I mean, we, we may be entertaining angels unaware. Was it the poet that said that or somebody said It's in the that? Bible. It's in the Bible. Yeah, New Testament. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so I guess I wanted to just make that, you know, that, that quick point that angels are here to help us realize our divine potential. And if I could just intercede uh, here for a minute and make the comment, Archangel Michael, who will be studying with one of the first archangels. Next week, yeah. On the, on the Blu-ray for protection, obviously. Mm-hmm. I can attest, and I bet every person that have followed this path can attest, I am in embodiment today because of the protection of Archangel Michael. Yes, indeed. So many miracles, mm-hmm. so much time. So get to know him. <laughs> indeed. And, and, and little children angels. sometimes will see a blue angel, you know. And, sure. And oh, if yeah. their parent uh, or parents are knowledgeable, they might say, well, that's probably Archangel Michael. You know, he's or on one, the, Or one of his on, band. On, on the blue, on the he blue has, He has legions, like yeah. all the archangels do. Well, and you remind me of something that, Terry, you told me about. Uh, where we live, um, there are a lot of deer, a lot of elk, a lot of critters that cross the road. And, of course, we have to be uh, wary of that so we avoid them. And Terry once told me that when we, we, when we travel, we do a little mantra to Archangel Michael asking for his protection. And uh, Terry said, you know, I envision blue angels on both sides of the highway deflecting all these compromised critters. Right. <laughs> now that, right. That's a wonderful thing because that's really true. And it becomes I've a actually, wall practically. Well, I have seen, angels. I've done that. I've seen the deer and you know how they launch themselves? So they, they go, okay, I'm going now. And they start to run across the road, and they just go, ding, and they just deflect right off. It's been, I mean, I've seen it happen so many times now. I'm a firm believer in that. Yeah. So, you know, put that out to all of you out there that Archangel Michael is great for a lot of levels of protection, of which including traveling protection. Yeah. So, but we'll get into more of that next week if you want, but you can also talk about it now. Well, I was just, no, I was just going to say the, <laughs> the angels are waiting on the hillside. Yeah. Their greatest pain and loss is that no one asks them for help. Because of the law of octaves, they cannot intercede on planet Earth unless someone asks them to. Yeah. So I just want to say that very beginning of this because you think, oh, you know, I mean, sometimes I ask the angels to help me get a parking space. They think, well, you know, do they have time <laughs> to help this guy get a parking space, you know? But they're happy to do that, as mundane as that, as well as protecting my family. Yeah. So 
you know, use the archangels. And as long as it's according to God's holy will, they'll do it. Well, they will never abridge or abrogate our free will. Yeah. You know, uh, what you're saying. I, I have a, a, a point I'd like to make. I, I just wrote a letter to uh, a relative of mine, and I, I went to a, uh, I lost my sister-in-law. And they had a visitation on a Friday and a, and a funeral on, a, on the Saturday. And uh, so I mentioned the angels of coordination in my letter to one of them just a few days ago. And so... Um, my, my point is, uh, a lot of times there are angels that are helping us with things, uh, un, unbeknownst to us. In other words, we haven't invoked them. I, I didn't make any particular prayer. Please, angels of coordination, help us with the visitation and with the funeral or whatever. Well, but what's your, the, your heart might have. Well, what's the law regarding that then, where, we, uh, where the angels maybe can be assisting uh, just beyond the veil, without yeah. our asking. Well, I think what happens is, of course, you do make calls. We do give calls to Archangel Michael every day. When you call to Archangel Michael, you also call to all the other, all the other angels. Okay. But I think there are cases where people are not calling, and, and the angels intercede. Well, why is that? It's a dispensation. It's a mercy. And it could be from their past embodiments. They've earned that protection. They've earned it. Okay. But that's the exception rather than the rule, I think. So typically, you have to ask for help. And, um, you know, I'm not ashamed to ask the angels to help me. I can tell no, you that. Absolutely. Neither am I. And it's interesting, too, that children routinely see these angels. They, they routinely can witness to the fact that oh, there's yeah. an angel there right behind <laughs> them or behind their, their, their sister or brother. You know, this is fairly common. I, mean, I, I, don't, I don't think they even... Yeah, mommy. Give it a can, second thought. Mommy, can you see them? Yeah. You know that little girl that was dying. You know. Well, that's going to be in this next segment. You know, when we oh, listen to wonderful. this first excerpt. Yeah, oh. that's that's a, yeah, yeah. Le- leading up to that point. Well, yeah. are we taking you totally off course here, Tom? We've kind of gotten distracted. <laughs> no, poor Tom. It's all angels. It's, this is great. No, it's, it's just it's, all angels, isn't it? Angels well, of coordination. I I love it because they're working behind the scenes. I mean, you know, when something goes really well, you have to say to yourself, well, there must have been some angelic help. Well, and, and, you know, there, there are so many different dimensions to this relationship that we can have with angels. And one of them is feeling deserving, feeling worthy of their assistance. A lot of times people think, well, oh, I'm not going to ask the angels. I, I'm just a poor, worthless sinner. And I'm just, you know, I, I, when I'm better, when I'm more holy, then I'll ask them for help. Yeah. No, it doesn't work that way. You can ask them right now this instant for anything you need. And if they can help you, they will. And they'll answer it in God's I mean, God's will is really what we always want to tune right. anything time. we ask for in God's but time. But anyone can ask for protection. You exactly. Know, in the name of, you know, the Christ, name of Jesus, name of your holy Christ self, your I am presence, Archangel Michael. Help me, help me, help me. That's Indeed. not too hard to remember. It's not. And, you know, Terry, you raised another issue here when you're talking about the angels of coordination, as you said. There are very specialized angels out there. Uh-huh. Angels of clarity, angels of harmony, angels of healing. I mean, almost anything you can name that's good, there's an angel. Or angels. They specialize. They do. And yeah. this is what is so interesting. I mean, heaven is so well organized. <laughs> yes, I can say. <laughs> um, you know, it's beyond our comprehension. Yeah. And there are specialists it's for whatever good management. you need. Yeah. You know, like healing angels and, and okay. there's recording angels. There's an angel that records everything you do 24 hours a day, your thoughts, your feelings, your words. Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of sobering, isn't it? Oh, uh, okay. And it goes in a record. It's called the Akashic Record. So there's a record of everything you've ever done and all your embodiments. And, you know, there's a lot of things the angels do. Well, how about, how Sometimes about, I hope their penmanship is hard to read. How about Archangel Raphael? You can call for him to be the surgeon over the surgeon, yeah. for instance. Yeah, the you know. green ray, healing, yeah. absolutely, science, yeah. mathematics. I love it. I'm oh. getting excited about this series, Tom. Oh, it's yeah. wonderful. You know, and I think that, that in terms of angels being here, there's no distance. They are right here. You know, wherever you are right now, whoever you are listening to this, there are angels with you. 
They're not, you know, arm's length. They're not someplace else. They're in the same dimension. They're in the same consciousness. And, and they just wait on the hillside, I am telling you. Oh, and boy, that's that their area. greatest pain when no one asks them to help. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think it's going to be fun. You know, we're going to be talking about not only the angels, but archangels in particular. We've mentioned, of course, like Angel Michael numerous times and Archangel Raphael you just mentioned too. Mm -hmm. There are seven or eight, depending on how you count them and how you recognize them, that we're going to be covering. And this includes, and I, you know, they they each have a divine complement, which I think we would just equate to a twin flame. Right. Archangel Michael, his twin flame, the Archaea. Faith. Faith, yeah. You know, anyway, so we'll, we'll get into those things and we'll, we'll kind of cover the basis as to who, what they are, what they do, what they specialize in. But I want you to know, too, that we're going to be talking about a book that we have published. It's fairly recent called Talk with Angels. And it's the book that basically forms the content and the outline for this material that we're going to be presenting over the next literally two months. Oh, wow. So this entire series is based in large part upon the same content as it's outlined and organized in the book, Talk with Angels. If you'd like to read along or you'd like to just have a copy for yourself, tsl.org slash angels and you. That, as you may know, is the title of our ongoing series on angels. So that's why we're naming it that way. But you can find the book, Talk with Angels, if, by going to tsl.org slash angels and you. So please do that if you get a chance. And if you want to go to Amazon or Barnes & Noble, you can certainly do that too. That would be um, Talk with Angels by Elizabeth Clare Prophet. All about angels, your guides, your guardians, your friends. So we're going to take a short break. And when we come back, we'll listen to the first excerpt from Mrs. Prophet's lecture on working and contacting angels. So please stay with us. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Seek greater awareness. At the Summit Lighthouse, our goal is to help you awaken to the light within and discover your real self. Today, thousands of spiritual seekers all around the world are using the universal teachings of the Ascended Masters to make their higher selves a permanent part of their reality. And you can too. The Ascended Masters are the saints and sages of East and West from all major religions and spiritual paths. They have walked where you walk and understand the challenges you face. And their teachings are always practical. By applying the science of the spoken word through verbal prayers called decrees, the masters teach us how to harness the healing power of the violet flame and other spiritual energies to transform our lives and our world. On The Open Door, it is our goal and great joy to bring you Ascended Master teachings that you can apply in your life right now. To learn more about the Summit Lighthouse and the teachings of the Ascended Masters, visit us today at tsl.org and discover how you can awaken to the light within. It's what you're here to do. Remember, tsl.org. Those seeking a higher spiritual path question everything. It is the nature of a spiritual seeker. They look deeply at all world religions and know that there are nuggets of truth within them all. The Summit Lighthouse is a deep repository of spiritual wisdom delivered by the Ascended Masters through their messengers Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet. For over 50 years, we have brought seekers worldwide liberating teachings that include the violet flame, the creative power of sound, and a deep, 
personal connection to the Masters of Light. The goal of our show is to bring you timely spiritual teachings that are practical and liberating. For a free download of one of our most popular books, go to www.summitlighthouse.org forward slash radio downloads. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You are listening to The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. Please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to our show. And we are back. Thank you for staying with us. Um, We are embarking upon an angel's cruise today and for the next several weeks. And we're going to be getting very specific about who the angels are, why they're here, why they were made, how they can help us, and all the various ways they can do that. And we just want to, before we play this first excerpt from this lecture by Mrs. Prophet on the angels, is these are spirits of God. They're messengers, if you will, and they are here to help us to realize our divine potential. It's a very important thing. So, obviously, these are very special beings, and we have Holy Christ selves, and because of that, we can command angels. But before we get to that, let's let Mrs. Prophet tell us why should we contact angels? Why should we contact angels? Simply because they are our guides, guardians, and friends, and simply because God created angels to help us, to minister unto us, and to do many wonderful things for us. I was interested to read the story in the March 1992 issue of Life magazine, which told of how angels brought comfort to one family. Dr. Diane Comp, an oncologist and professor of pediatrics from Yale University, sat with a family at the bedside of their seven-year-old daughter. She was dying of leukemia. In her final moments, she suddenly sat up, summoned with strength, and said, Mommy, can you see them? Do you hear their singing? I've never heard such beautiful singing. Whereupon the child laid down and breathed her last breath. Dr. Comp said that the only thing that she could describe as to what she felt was summed up in the word gift. The angels had given a gift to the parents, bringing comfort to them that there was something more, something more than they could see, and that their daughter was in good hands. And so they could truly understand the grieving and then the letting go of her passing. They could never forget that the angels were waiting to receive their daughter in heaven. But would they know that those same angels would be preparing her soul to return to earth sometime in a future embodiment? The word angel comes from the Latin angelus, meaning messenger. Angels are God's messengers sent to us. They are divine spirits. They are heralds of the Son of God, and they go before him to proclaim his day. So who are the angels? Who are you? Who am I? 
the author of Hebrews tells us a mystery which I would like to unveil this evening. No one is quite sure who wrote the book of Hebrews. I have even wondered if our Lord wrote it himself because it is so mystical and so profound and it tells us things about Jesus that no other scripture tells us. And so the book begins with these words. God, who at sundry times and in diverse manners spake in time past unto the fathers and the prophets, hath in these last days spoken unto us by his Son, whom he hath appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the world, who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person, and upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had by himself purged our sins, sat down on the right hand of the majesty on high, being made so much better than the angels, as he hath by inheritance obtained a more excellent name than they. The author of Hebrews is explaining to us the hierarchy of heaven, of the angels, of the Son of God, and of the sons and daughters of God. We are beginning to understand what our lawful place is in relationship to God, his Son, and his angels. For unto which of the angels said he at any time, Thou art my Son, this day have I begotten thee. And again I will be to him a father, and he shall be to me a son. And again, when he bringeth in the first begotten into the world, he saith, And let all the angels of God worship him. Now we know that the angels of God worship the living Christ, the Son of God. And of the angels God said, Who maketh his angels spirits, and his ministers a flame of fire. So angels are spirits of God. They are ministers who minister unto us. They are ministering servants. But they are made of a flame of fire. So now we know that the nature of angels is something different from our own nature. They are made of the fire of God itself. But unto the Son he saith, Thy throne, O God, is forever and ever. A scepter of righteousness is the scepter of thy kingdom. Thou hast loved righteousness and hated iniquity. Therefore God, even thy God, hath anointed thee with the oil of gladness above thy fellows. And thou, Lord, in the beginning hast laid the foundation of the earth and the heavens and the works of thine hands. They shall perish, but thou remainest. And they shall all wax old as doth a garment, and as a vesture shalt thou fold them up, and they shall be changed. But thou art the same, and thy years shall not fail. But to which of the angels said he at any time, Sit on my right hand, until I make thine enemies thy footstool? Are they not all ministering spirits? Send forth to minister for them, who shall be heirs of salvation. We then are the heirs of the salvation of Jesus Christ, and we know that God has sent his emissaries, his ministering servants, his angels, to assist us 
in the very day-to-day -day process of our salvation. So now we know why we should get to know angels, why we should interact with them, because God has ordained them unto the glorification of his Son in our body and in our members. I would like to speak to you about the Son of God and the living Christ, and so I would show you the chart of the presence. This is the basic teaching that our beloved Jesus Christ and beloved Saint Germain have given to us. The chart of the presence is a picture of you. When we ask the question, who am I? The chart answers that question. I am a child of God. I am a son or a daughter of God. I am shown as I am now as the lowest figure in the chart. The individual who is invoking the Holy Spirit. And God responds and sends that Holy Spirit as the gift of the violet flame. And so you can see yourself in this chart as that lower figure, praising God for his angels, praising God for his Holy Spirit, and celebrating this greatest of gifts, the violet forgiveness flame, the violet transmuting flame. Where does the Son of God appear in the chart? The Son of God is the middle figure. The middle figure in the chart is the only begotten Son of God, who is the universal Christ. That universal Christ was fully embodied in the incarnate word, our Lord Jesus Christ. Yet he came to show us a path, and he left footprints in the sands that we might follow. The great division between the schools of Gnosticism of the early church and the Roman and Eastern Orthodox churches falls upon whether we worship Jesus as the only flesh and blood God and Son of God or we discover that the word Christ is from the Greek Christos meaning anointed with light and that same light wherewith God has anointed us he has also anointed Jesus the same light of that Christ in Jesus, is now a potential, a divine spark, a threefold flame within us. As we look at the whole chart now, we see that Christ is the mediator between the lower self that is fallen into a state of karma, which the world would call a state of sin. The upper figure in the chart represents the I am that I am who appeared to Moses, the mighty angel of the Lord who declared him, I am that I am. This is my name forever and my memorial to all generations. I am that I am is a statement of being. It is a statement of God's presence with us. That presence of God never leaves us, though we ourselves may leave that presence by being out of harmony, out of alignment with that presence and the laws of God. Habakkuk speaks of the presence when he said, mine eyes are too pure to behold iniquity. Because God is perfection and the absolute, and the I am that I am is the first manifestation of what the Kabbalah calls Ein Sof, the unmanifest God, so we see the manifest God is that perfection. We are imperfect, and so we do not have 
that opportunity to see God face to face. Who sees God face to face is the Son of God, the living Christ. Indeed, and this, with the help of the angels, is what we strive to be, to recognize and embrace our reality as the Son of God, the living Christ. We'll hear more from this great excerpt from this lecture in just a moment. Please stay with us. We'll be right back. Invite meaning and inspiration to your life. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Right now, all over the world, warriors of light are working tirelessly to defend your soul's opportunity to achieve oneness with God. These spiritual warriors are keepers of the flame, and though few, the power they wield is greater than all of the weapons made by man. Founded by St. Germain in 1961, Keepers of the Flame is a non-denominational fraternity in the tradition of ancient spiritual orders. When you join, you'll receive a series of lessons that will introduce you to a vast and dynamic spiritual world. See for yourself. Access Lesson 1 right now, completely free, no login required. Simply go to tsl.org slash keepers, and in seconds you could be exploring a whole new world of practical Ascended Master teachings. Lessons are printed or available online for any time, anywhere access, and anyone can join. Discover your real self and explore your full spiritual potential. Become a Keeper of the Flame today and awaken to the light within. Please visit tsl.org slash keepers and prepare to accelerate. Those seeking a higher spiritual path question everything. It is the nature of a spiritual seeker. They look deeply at all world religions and know that there are nuggets of truth within them all. The Summit Lighthouse is a deep repository of spiritual wisdom delivered by the Ascended Masters through their messengers Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet. For over 50 years, we have brought seekers worldwide liberating teachings that include the violet flame, the creative power of sound, and a deep personal connection to the masters of light. The goal of our show is to bring you timely spiritual teachings that are practical and liberating. For a free download of one of our most popular books, go to www.summitlighthouse.org forward slash radio downloads. This is the 7th Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. You are listening to The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. Please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to our show. You know, at the top of today's program, we posed the question... Why did God create the angels before us? Well, here's the answer. So God, who maketh his angels spirits and his ministers a flame of fire, created angels before he created us. Why? So that when he created us, we would have caretakers. We would have someone to care for us. He fashioned angels out of his own flaming presence, his own flaming spirit. Therefore, when we consider angels and we consider our presence, we can understand 
that that holy Christ presence has many times been called the guardian angel. People think of the guardian angel as just another angel, but the true guardian presence of our life is Christ the Lord personified in the one whom we address as the Holy Christ Self. We are liberated then from the sense that we will forevermore be sinners, cast in a mold of flesh and original sin, that we can truly rise to that stature of the fullness of Christ because God ordained it, and not only did he ordain it, but he sent us angels to preach to us, to heal us, to care for us, to enlighten us, to move us to the understanding that God would never send us forth into these lower levels of our karma without himself going along. God came along with us to this world in the person of that Holy Christ Self, in the person of the I Am Presence. Understanding this, we move forward on the foundation as to why it is so important that we not only enlist the help of angels, but that we exercise the authority of the Son of God that is within us, and in the name of the I Am that I Am, we command these legions of angels to go forth, to stop war, to rescue life, to find and give us the cure for AIDS, to deal and tackle with all problems in our society, in our schools, in our families, in our homes, in ourselves, in our own psychology. We can call upon angels to do anything, and if we call with love and according to the will of God and his laws, they will never ever fail to answer us. The booklet you have on angels contains prayers, decrees, songs, fiats to the angels, and we're going to be using them throughout this class. So now I will get on with my message to you about angels. Angels are flames of living fire, sacred fire. Sacred fire of God is not hot, it is cool, except when it touches discord or misqualified energy. When you come into the aura of an angel or he comes into your aura, he will not leave you as he has found you. And so by his very living, flaming presence, you may feel the alchemy of transmutation, of the consuming of old stubbornness and pride. It is a humbling experience, profoundly humbling. Angels are extensions of God's presence, and they manifest in a form that we can recognize. They are ministering servants. They tend our spirits, our minds, our souls, our bodies. They are sent by God as messengers to deliver his word. They have a multitude of functions. They protect us, they guide us, strengthen us, heal us, comfort us, teach us, counsel us, and they warn us. I perceive that angels are angles of God's consciousness. God is infinite, we cannot know him in mortal consciousness. But angels can reveal various sides of God's nature, angles of God, that we would not perceive on our own. They are like our second sight. They are like looking through the all-seeing eye of God at God himself without God quite knowing that we are watching him. They come in at every point and angle and vector of the universe to deliver their light to our bodies. They give us a literal transfusion 
to our organs, to every part of us. But the key is we must welcome them. We must call upon them. This is the contract, or if you will, the covenant that God, our Father, Mother, made with us when we left out of that glorious presence and gradually descended into the veils of illusion, of imperfection, and of forgetfulness of his laws and therefore disobedience to his laws. God said to us very lovingly, You have gone out of our presence. You have chosen to be in lesser octaves, lower vibrations. You have chosen to have your own way and to do things your way. You have chosen to exercise the gift I have given to you of free will. But you have chosen not to exercise it, to always choose the will of God, but rather to manifest your own willfulness. So here is what we're going to do. We, your father, mother, are going to give you this vast matter universe for exploration, discovery, and specifically we're assigning you to planet Earth. And you can do anything you want to do. Of course, there is the law of karma. As a man soweth, that shall he also reap. You can learn the consequences of your actions that are not in keeping with our laws. We will not interfere. We will not interfere with anything at all. We give you totally free reign. The records of cataclysms, of wars of the gods on the ancient continent of Lemuria or Atlantis, past ages that have no records whatsoever in our history books, attest to the fact that God has been true to his word. He has not interceded when a little child is perhaps burned in a fire. He has not interceded when six million Jews were burned in concentration camps and these were God's chosen people. He has left Catholic, Protestant, Muslim, Hindu alike to their own devices and to their subsequent karma. But he has said, if you call to me, if you call upon the Lord, if you praise my name, if you ask me to send intercessors in the persons of my angels, I will send them immediately to your side. And according to your karma, according to your situation, you may have complete and ultimate divine intercession or some sort of aid. This is the law and the covenant that God has made with us. So many people in the world are frustrated and sometimes angry. You see the symbol of the clenched fist, which is the symbol of the defiance of Almighty God and His laws. And people are angry with God because He has allowed their child to die or this to happen to them. They have said, this is not our earthquake, this is God's earthquake. This is not our hurricane, this is God's hurricane. But in fact... Every erg of energy that we have all sent out, billions of us on planet Earth, that is negative, that is hateful, wrathful, angry, accumulates and multiplies and returns to us in weather conditions, in calamities, in sudden, tremendous challenges that come upon us in our personal lives, our businesses, in our nations, and in the Earth. So the reason why there is a delayed reaction of God answering us through his angels is that we have put so many walls of barriers of our karma 
of our negative consciousness, of our defiance of God between us and him, that now we have to carve a hole through this very dense wall of protection we have built to protect our human ego and our right to be who we are as somebody important apart from God. By and by, some of us, hopefully most of us, get very tired of this merry-go-round of being our own person and falling on our noses and on our faces, embodiment after embodiment. And we are humbled by God and his presence, by our love for his son, and we say, I want no more of this. I want to live my life according to the will of God. I want to serve him. I want to help others find him. And I'm no longer going to use my free will except in confirmation of God's will. When we decide to turn around and face the Son of God and the Son of our I Am Presence and walk that homeward path, we will have to pick up every step of the way, every step we take, our karma, our mistakes, our unkind words, our arguments, all of those things that are not of God. And we must balance that karma. We do so by invoking the violet flame and by service to life. And the grace of the Son of God is that this process can be accelerated. And so we do not believe that it will take us millions of years and manvantaras to get back to God, but that in fact, by diligence and service, this process can happen in this lifetime or a couple of lifetimes. But we need to take the teachings of Jesus Christ and St. Germain and apply them because there are things we definitely need to do if we expect to stand in the presence of the Son of God and claim that Son as our real self and be drawn as he was in the ascension to the heart of the I am that I am. And so angels are here to help us find our way back home if that's where we want to go. And if we tell them we want to serve God on earth for many lifetimes, they will be with us on earth for many lifetimes and help us in whatever our calling from God is. Angels have enormous auras of light. And what they do best is to intensify the feelings of God in our beings. Feelings of love and faith and hope, of honor and courage and mercy, every virtue that you can think of that is ennobling, that assists others, that brings us closer to God. Angels will come into your aura when you are in a moment of greatest tragedy and bring comfort and a sense that all is well, even though you are devastated. We are so often supported by angels that we almost take them for granted and do not realize how much worse life could be on earth without their loving presence. Angels sometimes take on human form and then they move among us as our truest friends and helpers. The ancient myth of the fall of angels is actually true. And when therefore the good angels who cast them out of heaven under Archangel Michael, saw that these fallen angels in the earth went about to make war against the children of God, the good angels said, we will volunteer. We want to go down and take 
physical embodiment and be born through human mothers so that we can personally walk and talk with people and warn them of the evils of fallen angels who rise to power in the money markets of the world, in the economy, in the governments of the nations and make a mess of them and take the people's light and take the people's money and torment the people with things like drugs and liquor, nicotine, all of the vices that come upon people to take them away from God. We want to go out and preach the word and proclaim the message of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, whom we worship. And so you will find that even your best friend or your greatest confidant or someone close to you was once an angel and began to embody on earth and now has continued to embody in the evolution of the sons and daughters of God. As you know, the Apostle Paul was inspired by angels to say to the rest of the disciples and to the people, Be not forgetful to entertain strangers, for thereby some have entertained angels unawares. We're not always aware that someone who is lending a helping hand is an angel in disguise. You know, we may not always know that, but when we feel that intensification of the feelings of God, there's an angel nearby. We'll be back in a moment. Please stay with us. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Be extraordinary. Be the change. Those seeking a higher spiritual path question everything. It is the nature of a spiritual seeker. They look deeply at all world religions and know that there are nuggets of truth within them all. The Summit Lighthouse is a deep repository of spiritual wisdom delivered by the Ascended Masters through their messengers Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet. For over 50 years, we have brought seekers worldwide liberating teachings that include the violet flame, the creative power of sound, and a deep personal connection to the Masters of Light. The goal of our show is to bring you timely spiritual teachings that are practical and liberating. For a free download of one of our most popular books, go to www.summitlighthouse.org forward slash radio downloads. The Seventh Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. You are listening to The Open Door. Brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. Please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to our show. Uh, angels are made from the flame of God. I think it's just a wonderful image. You know, we're talking about angels today. We'll be talking about angels for a number of weeks to come. We're doing a complete series on angels, archangels, their divine compliments, what they do, where they come from, how they can help us. And one of the things that we know, uh, this is something that, that goes across the barriers of many different religious traditions and uh, Christian dimensions and others in the East and West, is this concept of the guardian angel. And I want to kind of go there for a few minutes because you know, our, our Holy Christ self is basically our chief guardian angel. And I think it's something that we um, 
should probably spend a bit more time focusing well, on. Don't you love the concept of a guardian <laughs> angel? Yeah. That someone's watching out for you, yeah. that's got your back, so to speak. <laughs> and it's interesting because I think what's so important about our guardian angel, our Holy Christ self, is that we determine the level of interaction we have with our Christ self. In other words, by our free will, which Mrs. Prophet talked about, we can do anything. And so we can push our Holy Christ self further and further away from us, not only physically, but in vibration. And so it's much harder. It's like the voice of conscience. Some people have ignored their voice of conscience for so long, which is their Holy Christ self speaking to them. They don't hear it anymore. (laughs) You know, it just does not meaning for them. So when you hear your voice of conscience, make sure you pay attention to it because that will reinforce it and allow you to receive more instruction. Because again, we're trying to not make karma. We're trying to balance in this embodiment. And so pay attention to your Holy Christ self. Talk to your Holy Christ self as you would your best friend. What do I do now? Holy Christ self work through me. And of course, we have the example of Jesus as, as our Savior and as a manifestation of the Christ. And so you can think of your Holy Christ self almost as your friend, as Jesus is your friend. You yeah. work with both of them. Yeah, that's why uh, meditation is, is so important is because it gives you quiet time to be able to <laughs> yeah. to really uh, listen if the Holy Christ self, you know, has something to say, right? Turn down the rock music, turn off the TV and give yourself a time out. You know, one of the fruits, uh, if you will, of our meditations, our prayers, our decrees is that we have angels assigned to us. Over the course of a lifetime or many lifetimes, we had these angels who are there. They're at our side. They've been assigned to us specifically thanks to our prayers, our calls, or meditations. And the Holy Christ self, the chief guardian angel, is responsible for coordinating what they do. Because as you said, Sid, at the beginning of the show today, we can give angels assignments. We can ask them to do things for us. We can make these calls. And if it's <laughs> assuming that it aligns with God's will, they will hasten to deliver what they can. I think it's just kind of interesting to think of the guardian angel not only as our guardian angel, but also as the supervisor for all the other angels that have been assigned to us and, that are and, in our <laughs> And to understand that the goal of your life, uh, the first goal, is to become one with your Holy Christ self mm-hmm. and emerge with the divine. And there's a, as this is the step on the path of the ascension. And, and how does that work? You know, what it means is you have the consciousness of God in your being, yeah. so to speak. You don't lose your individual identity. It becomes reinforced and, and strengthened. And so forth. You look what Jesus did. Jesus didn't lose his individual identity, did he? Look at the great master he is, was and is. Mm -hmm. And so the goal of the oneness with your Holy Christ self is a goal, you know. So work with your Holy Christ self. Listen to your Holy Christ self. You know, put on the mantle of your Holy Christ self. And you can ask Jesus to come into your temple until your Holy Christ self, you know, are you of the attainment to be one with that. So it's, you know, and again, Holy Christ self, work with my angels, help me, you know, what I'm doing, what I'm going, and so forth. And I sometimes worry that the angels that hang out with me get bored, you know, <laughs> right. that, you know, some of the things they do are pretty mundane, but that's part of life. And so don't forget them to, you know, if you've got relatives in need, uh, I have a particular need for one of my relatives right now. I sent out some of my angels to do something very specific for this relative yesterday, oh, you know, you. and so... You know, work with angels. Talk to angels. Isn't that the name of that book again? Talk with <laughs> angels. Thank yeah. you. That's a great segue, Sid. Yes. <laughs> Talk with angels by Elizabeth Clare Prophet. It is available Amazon, Barnes and Noble. You can get it for your Kindle if you want to, and you can go to our bookstore, tsl.org/angelsandyou, and get your own copy. You know, it's it's like the concept. It's like. You know, we watch so much TV. You know, you're not going to watch TV if you don't turn it on. You're not going to work with angels if you don't sort of turn on the channel <laughs> that they're tuned into mm-hmm. and, and come forth. And what could be more exciting? 
Oh, you know, boy. and not only for your personal needs and that of your family. I mean, you have a child that's going someplace where you're not going to be there. Call for the angels to watch over him or her, you know, and Indeed. it's just it's it's unlimited what you can do. Now, I know we'll get into this in other shows, Tom, but, you know, angels in the world scene. Oh, yes. Okay. You know, what can we do about what's going on in the Middle East? You know, we can pray. Well, you can send forth the angels. Archangel Michael, you know how, how the Christians are being so persecuted in the Middle East, and what they've gone through. Go forth and protect every Christian from persecution on this planet, especially in the Middle East, and those of the other faith that are tuned in with the, with the, the light bearers. And i got to put in a <laughs> plug right now for the Sufis. There was a wonderful letter in the Wall Street Journal we could go about this man who was a Sufi at work, and, you know, and there was a terrorist bomb that ISIS put in the Sufi temple. Yeah. And they are so much like Christians. It is incredible how they live and how they do. So, it, you know, they may not have the complete understanding of the Christ, but they're living like the Christ. we got to pray for the Sufis, you know, and those that truly honor God in whatever faith or religion they're in. You know, and one of the dimensions of, of the service that Archangel Michael provides is to world leaders. He is in service to world leaders, so he would be the one to call if you're concerned about any situation in the world to have him call for his intercession. Absolutely. Another thing, too, you know, we mentioned just a moment ago about the angels being assigned to you. Well, if you were to follow our practice, which is, you know, we do decrees daily, 20 minutes of blue flame decrees will bring a blue flame angel to your side permanently. <laughs> just 20 minutes, isn't 20 that 20 minutes, and you have an angel at your side permanently who's one of the blue flame White fire core angels who are great at all kinds of protection, comfort, healing, guidance, mentorship, you name it. And we have these recordings which people can decree along with. So, sure. Oh, yeah. So you know. as you're learning it. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It's 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 the heart that magnetizes them. And everything is so scientific in, in God's. I was teaching a class on Sunday in, in Sunday school and, and understanding that, you know, in one sense, there are no miracles because everything works according to natural <laughs> law. That, yeah. And so if you understand natural law, then what's a miracle? I mean, the things that the angels done in my life, and I bet every person here could say this, it, it some ways are a miracle, and yet it's a manifestation of law and how things work in the universe. And as you understand that, you can take advantage of it. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and where we get where we get in the way is with our with our density. We <laughs> we think that that is real, but without the density, those those are what we call miracles, and and that's really the only right thing that's really going on. <laughs> well, and like you said, it's only a word. I mean, basically, yeah. it's what we should expect. Yeah, if we are one with with the laws yeah. of God. You know what I want to do right now before we run out of time today is mention the names to those who may not be familiar of the other archangels. We've certainly spent some time on Archangel Michael, and in fact, Archangel Michael will be the focus of our show next week. But beyond that, there are others. You want to name them? Ahead, well, I'll, I'll take. Uh, I'll t- do, do you them wanna, all? Oh, okay, you want me to do them all, and then sure. you do their divine compliments. No, let's what? just no, do, no, the let's do the whole thing. Okay. Well, first of all, on the Blu-ray, we have Archangel Michael, <clears throat> and on the I'll just do them quickly. Yeah. On the second ray, yeah. we have Archangel Jophiel. On the third ray, now we the second have, ray is wisdom. We might want to just okay. First, yeah, first ray sec- is power. First ray is power, uh, blue, God's will. Right. Uh, second ray is wisdom, yellow, God's mind, and that's right. Jophiel. Mm-hmm. And then uh, third ray, Archangel Chamuel. That's love, pink, God's love. Yep. Okay. Archangel Gabriel is on the fourth ray, and that is a white ray of God purity, and that's. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and then on the fifth ray, Archangel Raphael, uh, and that's green with God's healing. Mm-hmm. Archangel Uriel is on the sixth ray, and that's gold and ruby for God peace. 
And then Archangel Zadkiel is the seventh ray, and that's violet, and that's God freedom. Which is, of course, also the violet flame. Yes. Transmutation, forgiveness, mercy, cleansing, all those wonderful things. Yeah. And we're not saving him for last on purpose, but we're going through the rays one at a time. So that'll be number seven. So you can look forward to that down the road a piece. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. if we do these seven in separate shows, plus today, we've got eight shows in a row, like you said, yeah, two at months. At least, if not more, we'll be doing perhaps Listening Angel. Oh, yeah. We might do Angels and Children. We have a lot of options here, and I think we're going to have fun doing them all. Oh, it's going to be fun. Yeah, and I think just as a teaser, if you will, you know, that there are angels specifically assigned to work with children. Yes. And think how precious they must be. And, they, and each one of these that I mentioned has a wife, you know. Uh, a twin flame, indeed. <laughs> <laughs> we were, how, about, how about a divine compliment? <laughs> there you go. That's, that's a better way to put it. But, but it's Your kind of fun partner. to think of them as the wife. Yeah, an archaei. We yeah, call it an archaei. Archaei. Well, you know, the divine compliment is kind of a yeah. synonymous with, you know, twin flame, I think. Yeah. yeah. And it's interesting because, you know, we, we speak, of course, in the Christian tradition of our Father in Heaven. and the Ascended Master teachings, it's our Father, Mother, God. Right. So there's already a quality of the, the masculine and the feminine. They just have different roles. Indeed. And before we close, we should just going to mention again that angels were created to help us realize our divine potential. Just keep that in mind because that's really what they're there for. That's what you can call for. That's your divine right as a son or daughter of God. You know, and if they have any questions, if any of our listeners out there have any questions, and of course, I always like to say the way you keep in touch with us is contact us at webradio at tsl.org, yep. webradio at tsl.org. And if you have any ideas of things that we can talk about regarding sure. angels, let well, us know. We'll, we'll entertain those. Yeah. Just make the call. <laughs> and uh, one again, mention one more time, tsl.org slash angels and you. Go there and take a look at the Talk with Angels book. You might want to get it. If you don't want to get it in our bookstore, that's fine. Amazon has it, and so does Barnes & Noble. So, we are done already. Again, another show is just whizzed by, getting <laughs> wind burn in the time tunnel here. <laughs> but thank you all for being part of this mandala. We're grateful, and we feel blessed. And they would like to say the upper path may sometimes be difficult. The rewards are, are out, out of, of this world. world. God bless you all. See you next week. Bye-bye. Thank you again for joining us this week. Remember, tell your friends and family that they can listen to us live each Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, and Noon Mountain on Voice America's 7th Wave Channel. For more information about The Open Door and The Summit Lighthouse, please visit our website, www.tsl.org. We'll see you again next week.